Hello loves and love bugs. Welcome back to another episode. My voice is hoarse because I just bought a horse. His name is Pinto, like Pinto beans, and he's black and white and red all over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, my voice is like this because I literally cannot stop drinking cold beverages. Um, and someone needs to take all my coconut water away from me, but I just wanted to make a podcast about, um, something that, like, a lot of people, a lot of people who are, like, gonna do anything with their lives, like, this is what they need to hear, so if you're one of those people, hi, welcome, sit down, enjoy, make yourself comfortable, we're gonna talk about internal success, so there's no such thing as success without mastering your mind, um, and this is because, what success really is, is it's just a culmination of creating positive things for yourself and others. Like, that's really, literally all that it is, at least in some scope of the term. For me, it is a very subjective term. You can take the term success and you can say that success means to be healed, to be peaceful, or to procreate, um, or to create things for other people, you know. There's so many different um, ways that that term can go. However, um, what we're going to be talking about in terms of success today is how you can create a beautiful world for yourself and others in terms of um, energy and vibrance and things to give, um, such as knowledge, information, um, as well as personal anecdotes and friendship, as well as love, etc., etc. So, Anybody who is supposed to do anything with their lives, which is all of us, because we all do at the end of the day, like, you're gonna have to realize that in order to give to, like, a large amount of people, you need to be able to influence positively a large amount of people. And in order to influence a large amount of people, you cannot be inside of that group of a large amount of people because if you're within it you cannot ever step outside of it in terms of your own identity to see how it can be better right to see how you can like positively change like things that have been going on within the group that may not be so so good for anybody you know or like so like uh positive or you know even even just things that are dated you know what I mean like that's like dated things are always replaced by things that are new this is in terms of branding innovation this is also in terms of life death leads to birth so with that being said if you're not taking out old traditions or things or clothes or whatever it is and reinstating new ways of thinking, being, seeing, believing, acting, new ways of discussing, communicating, expressing, new ways of uh, walking, talking, acting, speaking, what have you, right? Like, then, then, then things are just gonna stay the same forever, and that includes perpetuating norms that are toxic to the life force energy of people, right? This is, like, a huge, like, important thing in society today because there's so many um, systems in place that are just extremely corrupt, right? And corruption is corruption of the soul inherently, like, at the bottom line, right? Because if you have fiscal corruption, if you have personal or physical corruption, like, it all results in kind of the same end uh, conclusion, which is somebody is being exploited on a soul level because energy is 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 currency right not money money is not currency right think about it you generate a specific amount of energy to get a specific amount of money you're trading your energy for money so so what is the root currency here it would be energy right that's just a very basic example business owners do this a little bit differently they expend a lot of mental energy and and they can procure um maybe even exponential results 
but it's because they've used a lot of their mental energy. Mm-hmm, right? So that's a, that's another example on like kind of a second tier scale of like say tax bracket income, right? And then you can move up a step further and you can go, oh, okay, what's like a better way to do this? Well, um, you you can use your energy to create a sphere that generates money for you. So kind of like a cash cow situation where like instead of um, just like running a business or what have you, you have people that run the business for you. You see, so it's just like another step rung up the ladder. Um, so, and this is how like employers have like employees who have employees who have like this is the definition of like a large like maybe like eight figure company right annual (laughs) eight figure company (laughs) you know so it's the same thing with like life like energy is how things are produced you do see what i'm saying so if you can focus your energy on producing a certain outcome or result you can have it, and this is what manifestation is. And if you expend your energy wisely, so what does wisely mean? Well, in a way that is, number one, moral, in a way that is, number two, um, productive for yourself and others, right? The self within other people as well. And number three, in a way that is um, efficient, then you can be a so-called eight-figure <laughs> a CEO, um, and for the rest of your life, you'll never work, you'll only be creating from the heart, and using your energy in that way, in a way that is extremely all-around optimal, um, and then the results will be massive, beautiful, I always refer to this one album name, it's, it's like, (laughs) it's like, um, by Meek Mill, (laughs) and, it's called Dreams Worth More Than Money. Like, that's the name of the album. And I think that's such a like, amazing, fascinating thing. Because like I said, back to the systemic beliefs that are just so corrupt in our society. Like, people think that money is end game. You know? Like, people think that, that fiscal accumulation is like the goal of life or whatever. Because if you have money, then you have things. And you have, if you have things, then you have people to boss around, and you have, like, who doesn't want that, you know, like, everybody (laughs) wants that (laughs) on some level, also, you have time, and you have health, so, yeah, fiscal accumulation is kind of important, right, but I like the phrase dreams worth more than money, because you can, like, you can be the CEO of, like, an eight-figure business, and, like, if you didn't do those three things that I told you in order to procure your financial standing, right, most optimally, then, like, your employees, like, won't be happy, like, there won't be, like, love in your products, you see, there won't be, like, beneficial things that you teach people, etc., etc., so it's important to, again, master the mind, so you can introduce new ways of thinking and being to the world overall. And so, you know, eight figures is like eight eight rungs of elevation, internal elevation, that your students or whomever, like, benefit from uh, from your teaching, right? They, they climb eight rungs up in terms of their vibration. See, so, like, knowledge is, like, internal knowledge, like, understanding of the soul, like soul understanding essentially, right? Not just mental knowledge, like real internal growth that that is knowledge of the soul, like that stuff never goes away. Number one, number two, it is really dreams worth more than money. Like it is like way more in, uh, important than anything physical ever. And why I'm telling you this today is because there's so many thought leaders out there on social media and content creators that go, well, if you want to do something different and influence people, you're going to have to be different, right? Um, you're going to have to post what you want without fear of judgment, like all these things, and that's that's fine, but why? 
you know what I mean like why like why how how do I do like like how do I post stuff without caring you tell me to do it but you don't tell me how some some of these creators like they'll tell you why they're like oh it's because you shouldn't care because nobody will be able to compete with you later on you know or like or like because this is your life and and you deserve and while all that is true and good and respectable and I understand that it's also very important to note that like you are actually just here to do something different that's it like you are meant to literally do something different and introduce something different to the world and to your little you know groups or societies or communities or what have you do it do it do it be different be like the odd one out please I am I love it you know because like I have people every day telling me how much they've learned from me and how much they're implementing my mental and emotional strategies into their lives and like they're just like happy and and thriving and I see them thriving and I'm like this is literally I wouldn't trade this for the world I would not trade what I'm doing for the entire world you know and like that's sick like that's like amazing like that's dope bro like it doesn't get better than that again dreams worth more than money so back to I do want to touch on one thing back to what I said about systemic um like belief systems in our society today like it's not just that people think that fiscal accumulation is like the most important goal of life or whatever like that's just one topic of like this like depreciating subculture okay another topic that we like actually really readily need to discuss is the fact that nobody is really in touch with their truth okay and I say this because if people were there would not be no selfishness. Do you see what I'm saying? There would not be... I'm sorry, that's a double negative. I hate being grammatically incorrect. I was trying to be casual there, but it came out as, like, me being serious, and then it just sounded grammatically incorrect. Um, there would be no selfishness if people knew who they were. There would be no greed. There'd be no depression or mental health imbalances or even physical imbalances. Why? Because when you know who you are on a soul level, when you know your soul and all the knowledge that has been stored within it comes to the surface then um you live in a way that is very optimally in the mind right so first you begin living very optimally in your mind so what does this mean this means that you actually protect your mind so you protect your mind from thinking certain things you protect your like like um thoughts that could drag you down right even thoughts of anger or greed or jealousy right like you you protect yourself from that stuff and then you um so then what so then if there's anything in the body that is being held that has been held um as a result of feeling guilt or feel fear or or trauma in the past like you clear it right you clear it you clear it all out of your system and you do this intentionally over time it takes time but this is the healing process right so if you are mentally um if you're thinking in a way that is very mentally optimal and if you are in touch with your truth you'll begin your healing journey and you'll begin to excavate and dig out old belief systems and thought patterns that no longer serve you. And then what happens is you actually start to become like a totally, completely like brand new, different person because you are now different because you have now, you know, dealt with things and let them go and you have held many funerals for yourself. See, the healing process is all about shedding as you go. You are constantly like removing old systems of conditioning that no longer serve you so anybody can start their healing journey immediately if they just decided that they wanted to be in touch with their truth and then what happens what happens when you do this um well a number of things begin to to fall away from you because you can see the truth within them now right oh i was doing this habit because i had this um like hole that I needed to fill you know emotionally oh I was like um friends with this person because they fed my ego but do they love me mm, questionable <laughs> you know what I mean it's things like that and so you can like just see like everything essentially people will not be able to you know um you know really get anything past you and if they try to like 
that's the thing, you know, you see, you wish to heal, you move on, right? You wish to heal self and others and you move on. Because if somebody is trying to get something past you in the first place, it's because they're coming from a space of, um, you know, maybe unresolved trauma or pain or what have you. And this stuff is like something that we all carry, right? We carry these burdens like of the past. Naturally, naturally, nobody wants to deceive anybody else. I swear, I promise, like this is the truth. Like naturally, nobody wants to do that. We are very, very sweet, all of us. Like, we are very pure beings, you know, the soul. We're, we're made from God, bro. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that, you know. It doesn't get, like, more, more beautiful than that on an individual level for people. So, so if somebody is acting in a way that is not optimal for self and others, right, like, then they're coming from a space of pain. And then, so, you know, they, essentially what that means is that hurt people hurt people, and it's a cycle, and it's a pattern. And this is the state of the world today. And that is another one of the um, mass societal conditionings that, you know, are, like, really draining people's life force energy, and it's a problem. And it is a pandemic. Right? And I don't want, I don't want that for the world. I don't want people to be in pain. I don't want people to feel mental anguish or to suffer, often needlessly. Because unless you're suffering and you are aware that you are learning, right? Or like, you know, unless you learn from your pain, bro, it has harmed you. And you need to work through that harm that you have experienced. You need to feel the pain that you have experienced and you need to understand that your position is to protect yourself and that is real self-love right to protect the innocence of your soul and to realize the innocence of your soul and then let all that other stuff go because if you've ever been hurt by anyone in the past it's because they were hurt themselves you can forgive them and you can forgive yourself for being in that situation and i suggest you do it is possible for you too and i also suggest that you do and i suggest that you make an intentional little ritual out of it and you do whatever you need to do you light a candle you write it down you I listen don't make me don't make me start okay I will forever be subordinate to the concept of journaling okay and writing things down and writing it down with a pen and a paper don't journal on your iPad or like your little like Evernote or like I don't know right Take a physical pen and a physical paper because that is alchemy. And when you write from your mind onto the the arm, onto the pen, onto the paper, you know, the energy transference is a release in and of itself. So this is why, like, I'm so in love with the concept of writing, physical writing. When I wrote my book, I have a book, by the way, if you didn't know. When I wrote my book, I hand, like, this is all from my hand, and then I have to, like, turn it into print, obviously. But this is all from my journals, like, you know. So, and this, this stuff is what healed me. I really recommend you check out my book. It's called A Rainbow Thing with Wings. It's on Amazon. It is the most, like, uplifting prose you will ever read in your life. And it is transformational in and of itself. When I was going through something like about a year ago I picked up my book and I had kind of forgot what I had written to be honest (laughs) because like you know I had just a bunch of other things going on and I read it like from cover to cover like I didn't put it down and I was floored I was like did I write this I was like and then I answered my my own question I was like no of course I didn't you know this isn't me. If I if I didn't remember what I wrote, then obviously like it wasn't me, it was God, you know? <laughs> so it was like a message from the skies, you know? Like reading it again when I was going through a really tough place, it was like very moving. You know, I just cried and cried and cried and I was able to 
to come to terms with what was happening in my life. And I was able to see it from a different perspective, from like a, a, a winning perspective. How do I explain it? Like a champion-esque sort of like um, perspective. Like, oh, okay, this is happening for me. How lucky am I? You see what I'm saying? Like that is the approach that I took to what was happening in my life. And it worked. You feel me? Like it worked. I was like, oh this is easy, <laughs> I remember this, <laughs> you know, so, um, remember who you are, you know, the power of transformation is, is in your mind, to change things is in your mind, because Krishna has given us this ability as human beings, now, if you want to use your powers in a way that is detrimental to yourself like this is one thing I want to tell people when it comes to self-harm because I dealt with this a lot people self-harm in various ways the first way is they feed into these systemic tendencies of of self-harm themselves such as what such as indulgence in food drinks shopping you know, the basics, then you have, you know, not protecting your sight, let's say, like, you watch a ton of horror movies, or, like, you're, you know, whatever, right, like, that's also a form of self-harm, inadvertently, I know it doesn't seem like it, but on a subconscious level, yes, it is, Mm -hmm, right, because the subconscious, like, will record everything that you interact with on this 3D plane, nothing escapes it, That's why, like, um, scripting and affirmations, like, that, you know, you are reprogramming your machine on, hopefully, not just a conscious level, but also a subconscious level, which is where the hard drive is stored, right? The conscious mind is just the interface. It's just the screen. It's just the computer screen. The subconscious mind is where all the data is backed up, Mm -hmm, right? So, like, you want to cleanse and clear that, you know? You want to shed conditionings from that. It takes a while. Healing isn't easy. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of consistency and time. Those two things are what it takes. Consistent, you know, efforts to to heal and shed, and return to who you are. And then, um, time expends itself anyways. So, you know, we're lucky in that regard. So that's the first way people self harm. The second way people self harm is by feeding themselves thoughts that are simply untrue, right? Like, we think a lot of things like, oh, um, I am X, Y, Z, because society has, has told me that I'm X, Y, Z, or, oh, I look a certain way, all right, I must be this. We self-harm by fooling ourselves into thinking that we are the body, into thinking that we are the illnesses, into thinking that we are the sicknesses, into thinking that we, see, all those things, right? The third way that we self-harm is uh, by doing something that I touched on a little bit previously in this podcast, and that is feeding ourselves emotions that are low vibrational instead of letting them go, right? Anger, greed, jealousy, envy, uh, fear, neglect, regret, uh, unforgiveness, you see? All these things that we feed ourselves consciously are fragmenting our soul further. And, like, we know we're doing it. Like, we know that we are hurting ourselves and we're okay with it and it feels good and it feels like a fire burning in our chest and then we go ahead and act accordingly too we may begin to um to um that fire that that burns in your chest when you're when you're angry like one may go ahead and start drinking substances that actually burn you see or like eating things just to you know harm themselves or like the lack thereof like there's so many ways uh we can harm ourselves um not eating is a huge way right that's definitely for a different podcast because i'm very sensitive um and respectful and um familiar with that topic so i'm not going to dive into it here too much but yeah it is important that our relationship 
with ourselves is solid and secure, with our souls is solid and secure, so that our relationship with food and shopping and friends and everything else is also solid, secure, and healthy more than anything, right? Things need to be thriving. (laughs) People need to be thriving. If people around you are thriving and you are thriving, that's like the best thing anybody could ever ask for. You know? That's like, that's like a literal slice of heaven. Because it is. Because that's your tribe. You know? Those are your people. You know? That's amazing. Connections are very much so spiritual. All connections. Because there's nothing more precious than a human being. Nothing. There's nothing more precious than somebody, someone's life. Okay? Ever. Because there's nothing in the universe that compares to the life of a human being. Nothing. Right? Even all the gods and goddesses, they watch us (laughs) and they help us. Do we help them? No, we're not in a position to. So we must be grateful, guys. Like, (laughs) we must have gratitude. You know, you feel me? You get what I'm saying? So, that is what I wanted to cover briefly in this podcast. I'm going to end this by discussing one last time the importance of diverting away from self-harm and how it connects back into realizing the innate compression of the universe that we all truly are. So there are two sides of the coin here. The first side is self-harm. The second side is self-love. Anything that is not self-love is self-harm. That's just how it goes. And I'm talking about real self-love. So, um, love of the soul. Love of who you are. Some people find that actually through beauty and, and makeup and cosmetics. Um, and if it can lead them back to the Jivatma, like, then that's, like, amazing, you know? <laughs> and some people find it with music. And some people find it with math. I found it with math. I had to see how things made sense scientifically in the universe first. And then I was like, oh, okay, actually, Krishna, Bhagavan is the universe itself, right? That's, like, how I learned. It, it had to be proven. It had to be shown to me. Or else I was like, mm, you know, <laughs> like, I had to be shown who God was. This is when I hit 20. I was 20 years old when this happened. Um, 19, sorry, 19, 20. I was 19 years old. I had just turned 19, actually, funny story. And I had gone on a vacation. Um, I'd gone on a vacation with uh, with my friend boy, <laughs> and um, at the time, and on the trip, his mom was just like, um, "You need to find God," because <laughs> I was like crying all the time. <laughs> And I was, like, really, like, sad and, like, like just not having a good time, you know. And so she was like, you need to find God. And so she was the one who actually um, kick-started this, like, this quest. Like, she just told me this one time. And I was like, wait, you right. <laughs> you know? And then I went home. I locked my phone in my closet. This is a true story. Um, for about a month, I couldn't, like, go longer than that, but I locked it in my closet for a month, and, um, and what did I do? I just, like, stayed home, like, I had all these friends at the time, because I would hang out with everybody who asked me, you know what I mean? Like, I was like that at that time, and, um, and I had all these people just, like, like, when I checked my phone at the end of it, like, I had just missed out on, on, like, a lot of, 
because I used to go out all the time. I don't know why I'm, like, talking about this, like, so extensively. I used to literally, like, be, like, a party rat, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, for real. And I had so much fun, too. It was so fun. <laughs> and so when I checked my phone at the end of 30 days, like, I had all these messages. That's not the point. The point is that um, during the the time that I had been off my phone, I needed to find God and I would like go on these walks and stuff and I'd be like Krishna if you're if you're listening okay yeah that's what I would say I would say Krishna if you're listening show me uh, a bush of pink roses and um it would be like nothing for like minutes and I would like hold that thought in my mind and like I would expect to see the flowers you know I was like, I had faith. That's the thing. The key, guys, the key is trusting. The key is having faith. The key is trusting when it comes to asking for anything or anything like that. Even on the road to finding God. The key is trusting that you will find God. So, sure enough, I like round the corner and like not a hundred feet from my feet are, um, uh, are these bushes, like, so many, like, so many, though, like, a wall, it was, like, a wall of, like, roses, and I, like, walk up to it, and they're just the faintest tinge (laughs) of, like, light pink, and I was, like, no way, no way this is real, you know, like, I'm getting goosebumps, like, just remembering it, you know, I was like, there's no way, like, there's no way, (laughs) you know, there's just no way, (laughs) like, I asked for it, and it's, like, I'm looking at it, like, there's no way, so I tried again, and I was like, okay, Krishna, like, if you're listening, please show me a purple neon sign, that's what I asked for, I was, like, (laughs) very specific, too, I was like, a purple neon sign, because the key is specificity, like, you need to know what you're gonna see, you see what I'm saying, so, so not long after that, <laughs> I, like, keep walking. And in the distance to my left, in the distance, I see some shop, like, a, like one of those, like, corner stores, you know? And there was a sign that was, like, the, like, the open sign, you know? How, like, there's, like, on these shops, like, in the window, there's, like, an open sign, and then it's, like, blue in the middle and, like, red out around it or something, or the opposite, red in the middle and blue around it, something like that, so I saw it, and from far away, from far away, I knew what I was looking at, I knew it was the open sign, and I knew also that if I, um, if I took it as it being what it was, that this was the purple neon, sign that I was asking for because blue and red uh together make purple especially from a distance like that so I was again shook it (laughs) you know what I mean like completely like off my like everything you know um I think I started crying at that point (laughs) I was like what did I just like like what you know what's going on essentially and also I was a little bit I was a little bit like afraid to be honest because I was like if this is possible um I I think I was just worried of like asking for the wrong thing like I didn't trust myself like now I trusted God I trusted Krishna I didn't trust myself you know in a way because it was so like instantaneous almost (laughs) um the the manifestation so so after that I asked for one more thing um and then I kept asking randomly here and there and it would always like appear like anything I I asked for would like just be like show me this and Krishna would be like okay here you know and then I started meditating oh my god (laughs) meditation is like that's all you need, (laughs) you don't even need to, like, like, with meditation, you can control your mind in such a way that you can make yourself, like, change physically as well, 
right? The mind is so strong. And meditation helps you, number one, recognize this. And number two, hone this so you can control your power. Um, your strength, your mental strength. So um, I started meditating at this time. And, and I would like, I, I love music. I love sound and sound vibration. So I'll tell you what gets me. What gets me are binaural beats, first of all, when it comes to meditation. Because they're just so good. They just hit the spot, you know? And the second thing that I really like is, um, well, no, this is more so in terms of music, like just casual music, which I, like, rarely listen to. I only listen to music when I'm, like, um, like exercising or something, you know? Because, like, you need that for, like, your Mars or whatever. <laughs> so... So I listen to, like, um, like, bass boosted rap and, like, R&B, and, like, I've been doing that since I was legitimately, like, 12. Um, but the binaural beats meditations, like, sent me to Saturn. Like, I was sitting on, like, Neptune, like, during some of those meditations, like, that summer. And it opened my eyes to the fact that there is an entire other world that literally very few are tapped into. Um... And very few are tapped into it because, unfortunately, it's not taught in schools how to, like, get here to that point, you know? And that is why a lot of people self-harm. Like, because they don't know, you know, they don't know any of this. Like, they don't know that God is real. They don't know that they are connected directly to God. They don't know that God can communicate with you at any given moment. They don't know that God is the universe and everything around you is Him. And, like, it's a direct reflection of him. And they don't know that God is love and that all of creation by essence, definition, and trickle-down theory is also love. Like, nobody knows this. Right? I made up the term <laughs> trickle-down theory. I don't think that's a real word. I just meant, um, I meant fractality is what I meant. Trickle-down theory. <laughs> I love that. Um... But, you know, like, even if you just take the basic nature of fractality, like, study, like, a succulent plant, like, you'll see how the, like, leaves move in, in a pattern, right? So, like, this is the basic pattern that all nature is, like, founded upon. So, if you, like, actually want to reverse engineer it, everything that operates ever has been created by the main operator, if you will, right? Like, creation had to have a parent, you know, and if you study Vedic cosmology even a little bit, or if you study Shastra or what have you, you'll know that, you know, it's, it's, it's from music, actually, it's from sound vibration, it's from Krishna's flutes, which Brahma was meditating on, and then Brahma recited the Brahma Samhita, right, like, the essence of all creation is vibration, because everything is actually vibrating. And what is vibration? Well, it is best composed within sound. Um, and within... Um, it is... An, it's, it, well, no, actually. It is a component. It is a... Um, evidence, if you will, of sound. So... So the universe was created from sound. Right? And it wasn't the Big Bang... You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, a boom. Like, that's very unpleasant. <laughs> like, I doubt. I highly doubt. You know what I mean? Um, I'm joking. <laughs> but that's, like, mad and pleasant. Like, you wouldn't want, like, a crash or explosion to, like, birth you. You know? You're telling me you came from chaos? Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? It came from uh, everything with, within us, around us, outside of us. Um, came from and will be going right back to Brahma himself, um, you know, who has come from Vishnu. So, like, reverse engineer, baby, you know, this stuff is mad gold. This stuff is dreams worth more than money, <laughs> you know? It's really, really, like, um, extremely, uh, scientific. Um, like, that's the point, you know? Um, it is scientific. That's what makes it so, um, 
easy as well to like rationalize around because it's it's like you can't prove like see this is what happens i talk to people who may may not you know want to ask for help from their creator and and i'm like well because i have clients and such right and i'm like well like have you tried you know what i mean like any of these techniques and then i give them a drop down list and i'm like meditation um you know meditating while exercising you know what i mean like waking up at certain points and facing the sun doing maybe some kriya yoga you know what i mean like i'm like do you do any of these things and they're like yeah like i've tried like um i had this one client tell me like she was like i tried all these things but i'm still unfulfilled like those were her words she was like, I still don't feel, like, well. Like, she told me that, like, she had anxiety um, all the time, you know, like, during the day. And that, like, even doing, like, normal things were, like, in anxiety-inducing. And I was like, first of all, I feel you because same. And two, let me tell you how to remedy that. So, um, essentially, I told her that what we are all looking for is purpose, Right? And then if we, if we just do things, like if we just do Kriya Yoga, if we just journal or meditate, like without any, um, direct line of, of communication or attachment to like a higher being, um, or a higher purpose even, then we're going to feel really like purposeless, you know, we're going to feel like anything we do is pointless, you know, and, um, and, and we'll just be like, hey, well, what's the point of life? You know, life becomes work at this point. And this is how, like, depression, like, sets in. And this is, like, what de- depression feels like. It's, it's like, um, the reason why I'm, I'm right here right now talking to you is because depression is so real. And, like, mental imbalance is so real. And it's such a huge issue. And it blocks people from finding their purpose and finding who they live for. And so I told her this, I was like, it is because, um, you know, you are not doing it for anybody. Um, and there's no love involved because you feel like these things are purposeless. Like there's no satiation of the soul is what I told her. I was like, the soul wants more. And then she, she was like, well, um, (laughs) I have my husband and he like, um, makes me feel loved and loved and stuff like that and I was like well first of all congratulations and second of all um you know that's amazing so if you can think of your husband while doing all these tasks then like maybe we can you know I was like why don't you try that you know what I mean um and like think about like who you're living for like I told her that and so um And so she, like, envisioned it for a moment, and she was like, well, if I do that, I won't be happy, because I'll start to think of, like, other things, you know, like, how we don't believe in the same, whatever, she just told me her her story a little bit there. And I was like, see, facts, this is factual information right now, that you're telling me right now, (laughs) because when we act... You know, even if we act for our children, it still won't be enough. You can be, like, a parent, right? And, like, have the most selfless, unconditional love for another human being. And, like, still that won't be enough for of a reason for you to live every moment with intentional bliss and euphoria, if you will. Right? So I told her, like, it is possible to live a life where... Many, many moments set your heart on fire, you know? Um, and so we talked about it a, a bit more, and um, and we talked about a concept called universal love and unconditional love and love frequency. And I also told her how um, in order to detach from something fully, like, for example, the qualms and trials and tribulations of the 3D material world, like, you have to attach yourself fully to something else, right? It's like you can't detach from something without moving on to attach to another thing to replace replace it. Like this is the nature of change and transformation, right? 
death would not be death if if um if there weren't change you see what i'm saying like death would not be death if there wasn't different life after it see um or taking its place rather see so because time is not uh simply forward but we're not going to talk about that here it's not linear but we're not going to talk about that here it doesn't just go in one direction essentially like you know the band one direction yeah that's not um (laughs) indicative of time at all so so um so I explained that to her. I explained to her uh, the detachment attachment situation, and I told her, if you want, you can detach from your worries and anxieties, and you can attach to uh, the frequency of the universe, the universal hum, if you will, om, if you will, which Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita is him in syllable form. He, he has a verse that says, of all syllables, I'm the syllable om, of the moon, of, of the planets, I'm the moon planet etc etc right so I I told her this and um and um then we started practicing meditation so um she eventually got very very good at meditating because we did it so often together um and uh it was uh really amazing to see because this stuff is not you know, our whole lives were healing. So, like, this is just the beginning. You see what I'm saying? Um, It's not like you meditate for a few months and you, like, all your problems are gone. Like, obviously not. But it is a kickstart. It it is a catalyst for your healing journey. It is a catalyst for you to begin um, the inward journey of self-exploration and self-realization. Like, that is the point of meditation, in a sense. And it's also not a one and done. Obviously, you have to do it, you know, pretty much every day. This is the definition of sadhana, constant, repetitive devotional practice. So, um, that is what I wanted to discuss. And I wanted to also discuss how it is possible to detach from pain and self-harm. And it is possible to attach to love. And, and eternal love, the love frequency, unconditional love. The way love has been painted in our society today is not real love. Romance and all that stuff is uh, just a small fraction of the eternal romance and dance between you and the universe. It is just a fractal um, window of, like, the entire scene. You know what I mean? It, um both in terms of viewpoint, number one, and number two, in terms of intensity. It's not as um, transformational as the real deal, which is unconditional love, Um, you know, which is having love for Krishna. Um, And again, I, I like tell you this with full certainty like self-love is realizing that God is within you you know and God is not like this big like or not big but <laughs> like man in the sky with a beard and and angels you know no no <laughs> no you know um, there are layers well maybe no, the angels part is correct but I'm talking about the, the beard God doesn't have a beard. He's not Santa Claus. You know? Um, and and God doesn't want to punish you. Like, there's so many, like... See, this is another issue. Oh, here we go. I'm cycling back. This is another issue when it comes to systemic conditionings that are harmful and ultimately toxic for the human soul. Religion is is depicted as being controlling... Or often, actually, it is controlling. A lot of, like, the, the main juice from religion has been squeezed out when they burned libraries in Europe. You know what I mean? And, like, now a lot of religion is, like, indoctrination in a way that is forced, usually, right? That's That doesn't leave room for self-exploration. That doesn't leave room for one to realize the, the prowess and the magic, um, true magic, um, 
and just like the, the unbelievableness and infiniteness of their soul, you know, um, because it goes beyond words, it goes beyond space, it goes beyond time, it goes beyond material comprehension, it goes beyond limitation of any kind, you know, um, that is who we are, that is who we are, our minds are so intricate and creative and explorative and, and connective and loving and deep and expansive and like a lot of us never recognize ourselves truly the way we we deserve to be you know a lot of us never recognize that oh wait hold on I am a creative genius this consciousness of mine where has it come from you know where does it go you know who who is like the definition of consciousness who is the pinnacle of consciousness, who is the epitome of consciousness, right? That is what we are here to find and to cultivate a relationship with that epitome. And that is true unconditional love. That is how to feel true unconditional love and bliss in this lifetime. There is a quote that says, it is possible to have nectar even in this lifetime. And what that means essentially is that it is possible to experience um, bits of moksha throughout your life through spiritual uh, correspondence and real internal understanding. And that's what I told my client. <laughs> and she, and she, uh, she also understood, I do believe. Because everybody I work with is amazing. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you and informational for you. If it was, do let me know in maybe a comment below. You can also rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcast. I would really appreciate it. Another thing you can do, babies and ladies, is you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. And follow me on Instagram and follow me on TikTok and do all the things because I love you and you love me and together we're a happy family. And I will talk to you in the next one. Peace.